welcome to the Prophecy Club Clones. Clones, that's what we're going to be talking about today. So, <laughs> at all these 28 years being on radio, I never talked about the clones because, I don't know, I don't think I totally believed that they're really out there. I mean, yeah, technically it's possible. But when I put that program out, I have been deluged with information. And I'm about to read probably one of the most startling things you have heard in a long time, maybe even your life. This is this is uh, shaking me. It's It's gone to my heart. So before I read it here, I need to explain. I'd love to be able to tell you that I can, with 100% accuracy, discern when everything is true and when it's not true. Yes, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit said that He would lead us into all truth. And yes, if I'm reading something and the Lord sometimes will give me a big yawn, telling me, no, stay away from that. So I immediately delete what I was doing or I turn to another page, I'm done with it. On the other hand, I've got emails or I've got links and I go there and immediately I feel the anointing. And there's been times where I'd have thought, no, this is garbage and just go on. But the anointing touched me and it was basically saying, set up, pay attention, boy. So <laughs> I did. In this case, I did not get a yawn, but I didn't get the anointing touch either. I'm going to read it. And, and it's kind of like when I told you that I was going to get some more silver and uh, I couldn't get the anointing to touch me. I couldn't get a yawn. I couldn't get it either way. But I went ahead and ordered some more silver. And it's, there, I just got the touch. The anointing just touched me then. So anyway, I just ordered some more silver, and after I did, I felt the peace of God come to me. I, I knew in my spirit th that I had done right. Well, ever since I read this guy's testimony here, and I haven't even read all of it, it's, uh, again, I didn't get an anointing touch, I did not get a yawn, but it has stayed with me, and it's just, I know, I know, I know, I'm supposed to bring this to you. Now, I'm going to tell you right up front. You probably, at least I did not, have any concept of just how deep the rabbit hole goes when you say clones. So, let's start. You want to write this website address down, and I'll encourage you, you'll probably have to spend several evenings reading through this. I, When I started reading it, it, it held my attention. I spent, I don't know, at least two hours, more than two hours, reading this. So, I'm going to start with it. It's called Donald... MarshallRevolution.com Donald MarshallRevolution.com And I recommend you start with forward slash pound story one. And that's where I'm going to start reading. But first, this is the about section about him. These are the accounts of Donald Marshall, a former Illuminati insider turned internet whistleblower. Donald Marshall's online post in late 2011 detailing his first-hand accounts of a powerful global organization, now we know them as Moloch and Ball worshippers, known as the Illuminati. He describes their secret involvement in such criminal acts as murder, kidnapping, torture, rape, child abuse, child exploitation. As a victim himself of the Illuminati, Marshall details his own experiences of torture, kidnapping, and abuse at the hands of of this large global conspiracy, reaching shocking levels of depravity, Marshall exposes many major Illuminati political players such as a queen, a duke, a prince, I'm not 
naming the names, he does, and a president. He also names many other world leaders, politicians, famous celebrities, secretly involved. Many of Marshall's claims can be substantiated by events cataloged by public and private organizations, such as Child Abuse Recovery, the Division of the Trauma Research Center, and the International Common Law Court of Justice in Brussels, which found the Queen, I mentioned, and her husband, Prince, to be involved. I'll just say that way. So again, I'm going to start at DonaldMarshallRevolution.com, and I'm at the number one story called The Awakening. He says, my name is Donald Marshall, and I've been cloned. So begins the accounts of former Illuminati insider turned whistleblower Donald Marshall, who in late 2011 published an online expose detailing his eyewitness reports of the crimes committed against innocent citizens that he claims take place nightly in deep underground military bases around the world. Conspiracy theorists have long contended that major world events are under the direction of a powerful global coalition of wealthy secret societies known collectively as the Illuminati, as in Moloch and Ball worshippers. They hold that the secret shadow government has been orchestrating world events for many years, long promoting a hidden agenda, which we already know, we understand that, which includes the ultimate control of all areas of society, banking, business, politics, military, education, religion, medicine, media, and entertainment. Donald Marshall has risked his life to speak out about this select group of individuals who, he says, maintains world control without the majority of the public made even aware. He says that their vast member base includes royal bloodlines, prominent wealthy families, influential members of finance and banking, media and entertainment, as well as religious leaders and politicians, all of whom agree to join and participate within the organization. <laughs> we understand that. Okay, That's straight out of the Bible in several places, but I'll keep going. Sound impossible? Well, we know, no, it's not. We understand it totally. Not so, says Marshall, who states that the practice of human cloning is far from new and maintains that covert experiments in genetic engineering have been conducted by Illuminati scientists for many years. He explains that beginning in the 1940s, human cloning technology was used as a way for world leaders to meet in secret in order to plan and discuss future events. They got bored and began to clone others and bring them to the cloning center as well. Famous movie stars, artists, musicians, celebrated sports figures were all cloned and personally delivered to the Illuminati in order to indulge in their every fantasy. Marshall says that in time, this slowly degraded as members began showing off for the rest, resulting in committing shocking acts of depravity, including crimes such as murder, kidnapping, torture, rape, child abuse, and child exploitation. Marshall claims to have witnessed numerous crimes committed by many members of the Illuminati since early childhood as an unwilling participant in many covert government projects. He states that he remembers attending these secret meetings as a child as young as five years old. However, while Marshall can relate in detail the events that took place at the cloning center every night, he reports that he could never remember how he got there and, at the time, believed that he had been kidnapped during his sleep. 
Marshall says that he had no understanding of top-secret technology known as REM-driven consciousness transfer, which is used to transfer one's individual consciousness during the natural REM cycle of sleep into an identical clone located at a cloning center many miles away. Marshall explained that when he goes to bed at night, his consciousness is stolen while he sleeps and is held hostage until his body really wakes up. He maintains that this consciousness transfer happens almost every night, even though his real body never leaves the room and continues to sleep through the night. Once his real body eventually wakes up, however, his clone simply drops limp. Marshall says that all goes black, and as he wakes up, his consciousness quickly returns to his real body. Marshall claims that this transfer... Okay, hang, hang on, hang on. I know, I understand, this sounds like crazy stuff. But now think about it. If you have watched Avatar, if you have watched Surrogates, that's two different movies where people laid in a box and was controlling a clone. Now, they had it. The clone was some kind of a mechanical thing in the case of surrogates, and in the case of Avatar, it was a real body. <laughs> okay, so is that not confirming what we're hearing here? Let's go on. Marshall claims that this transfer can only take place once the brain has fully entered the REM sleep cycle. Once you begin to dream, he says, they can steal your consciousness and bring you wherever they want. As Marshall reports... I go to sleep at night, parenthesis, at home in eastern Canada, and an hour later I open my eyes to find myself naked on a stainless steel rack at a cloning center hundreds of miles away. While he says he doesn't know the exact location, Marshall surmises, the center is built underground on highly restricted property in western Canada. Disoriented at first, Marshall says he finds himself lying in a room filled with computers, one nearby is monitoring his brainwave patterns. Marshall claims that when one considers that there are many thousands of Illuminati members being activated in deep underground military bases around the clock in different time zones all over the world, that the level of organization involved is staggering. Now, pause. See, this is what Donald Trump and the military is after. This is the reason there's 222,450 sealed indictments, because they're saying this must stop. Marshall is often asked how he came to be selected to participate in these top secret government programs, especially at such a young age. According to Marshall, his childhood was, quote, normal enough as he grew up, living with his mother and stepfather and three brothers in the harbor city of Halifax, Nova Scotia, on the Atlantic coast of Canada. Smart, athletic, and popular, Marshall excelled in both sports and academics in school. After graduation, he found success working in building and construction. Quote, life was good, said Marshall. Until the daily day shortly after his 30th birthday, Marshall explained that he was living in Dartmouth at the time, right across the bay from the city of Halifax. He remembers opening, opening his eyes one night to find his roommate standing over him. Come with me, he said. As Marshall started to get up, he discovered that he was not sleeping in his bed, but he was resting on a narrow cot. Looking around, he noticed that he wasn't in his bedroom anymore, but was instead inside a small, dark room with thick concrete walls, empty except for the cot. What's going on, Marshall asked. 
Just come on, his roommate said. Silently, Marshall followed him out of the room and down the corridor that opened into a wide concourse. As he looked around, Marshall realized that he was inside as some type of large indoor sports stadium, although he had no idea how he had gotten there. I thought, <laughs> I've been kidnapped, Marshall remembers. As he got closer to the main gate, his roommate stepped aside and Marshall entered the brightly lit area alone. Looking around, Marshall saw that he was surrounded by crowds. He quickly scanned the faces of those sitting in the dark, all watching, all waiting. Loud music began to crank through the loudspeakers as he began to walk around through the center of the arena. Marshall immediately recognized Guns and Roses' 1987 heavy metal music classic. Welcome to the Jungle as it played over the stadium sound system. I am so dead, Marshall thought, as he sensed a silent threat from those gathered as if all had arrived here to witness some sort of blood sport with his murder being served up as their entertainment. In other words, we're talking about like the, the Roman gladiators did, okay? Well, he thought to himself, if they think I'm going to cry and beg for my life, they're wrong. Marshall figured, well, if I'm going to die, I'm going to get out of this alive somehow, and I'm going to fight as much as I possibly can. That's putting it my way. Showing off his rock star moves, Marshall began jumping, thrashing, grinding, and headbanging as he shredded the strings of his air guitar, screaming to the songs they were playing. As soon as he began to sing, though, the music abruptly stopped. You remember, don't you? Someone called out. I remember nothing. Where am I? You don't remember anything? <laughs> no, I don't, said Marshall. I don't know why I'm here. You must have me confused with someone else. Look, he said, if you're going to kill me, just do it and get on with it. I've seen your faces, and I'm not getting out of here alive. You're not going to die, they answered. You're just going to wake up back in your bed. Then, if I'm not going to die, he said, I want to go now. Marshall says that the next thing they told him, he was very special. And then all went black. When he opened his eyes, Marshall found himself back in bed with his heart pounding and mind racing. What? What was that? Had he just been dreaming? It had felt too real to be a dream, but if it wasn't a dream, what was it? What Marshall didn't know was that he was not in his real body while at the cloning center, but was activating an identical clone. He would come to learn that he had not been kidnapped or abducted at all. In fact, his real body never left his bed and was still sleeping in his bed back home. He would later find out that while there, he was in temporary use of an identical clone body that feels, according to Marshall, as real as real. What's more, those who met at the cloning center weren't in their real bodies either. They were also activated clones as well and actually lived all over the world. At first, he didn't tell anyone, but in time, Marshall decided to share his, quote, dream with his friends. While they didn't know what to think, they all believed him, for Marshall was known to tell the truth. It was clear that something was happening to him, but no one knew exactly what. So Marshall says, over the next several weeks, he began to remember more and more. He finally became aware of many different times he had been there before from early childhood on, although he didn't know where there was. 
but he began to wonder if he was being brought to another dimension of time or alternate reality, what's going on? Marshall decided to move back to Halifax and stay with the buddy, although now some friends had begun to distance themselves, afraid that whatever was happening to him might start happening to them next. I knew it wasn't a dream, he says. It was something else, remembers Marshall. It was too real to be a dream, but then I thought, maybe it just seemed to me so real because I was losing my mind or something. Maybe I'm going crazy. And for the first time in his life, Marshall would realize just why he could never seem to remember his dreams. Because he never had any. As more memories returned, Marshall says he would jolt awake at night with searing chest pain. His heart gripped in spasms as his body re-experienced the trauma from the events that took place there. It was always the same place, he recalled. The same big sports arena filled with the same big crowds watching as different people hurt him in different ways. He remembers that he would wake in crushing pain with his heart pounding, body shaking, trying to breathe as new memories began to surface. He worried that one day his heart would actually fail and he wouldn't make it. He decided that he had to do something to shut this place down, whatever it was, wherever it was. This had to stop. Marshall decided to start with the police. One morning, he went to the police headquarters in downtown Halifax in order to make the public report. He tried to explain to the officer that when he goes to sleep at night, he pops into this other dimension, that there are lots of people there, too, doing terrible things to others, and that something has got to be done about it. Marshall said the police just told him to go home, suggesting, though, that he might want to go to the ER to get himself checked out by a doctor. From there, Marshall contacted the Canadian Intelligence and visited the regional headquarters for the CSIS located downtown. Marshall said he approached the two officers in charge, telling them that he had to tell them something, and begin again, saying that when he goes to sleep at night, somehow he is taken to another dimension or something, where the people there hurt him and hurt others, and this needs to be investigated and stopped. You want me to police another dimension, the officer replied. Then Marshall says two psychologists, both females, stepped out from a nearby office. They introduced themselves, and they said they wanted to talk to me. At first, they expressed concern for me and began to ask many questions about my dreams. Could he describe his thoughts and feelings to them? Next, they encouraged Marshall to go and check himself into a psychiatric ward right away for a full evaluation in order to get help with these disturbing dreams. Instead, he walked out, his mind racing. He thought somehow they knew I was coming. He surmised that they planned on getting him locked up in some mental ward so they can dispose of him later. Where would he go now? He wondered. That night, when Marshall fell asleep, yep, he opened his eyes, and he's back in the same arena, standing in the center of the dirt pit with a full crowd in attendance. Two men approached him immediately and began punching him and punching him and laughing and showing off for all of those people watching in the stands. Marshall said that they looked exactly like the two CSIS officers he met earlier that same day. Marshall says that he was somehow disabled and unable to move, fight back, or even block their blows. They continued to just pound on him and kick Marshall until he fell into the dirt bloody and broken. 
Don't contact us again, they said. Oh, I'm going to tell everybody about this place, Marshall answered. Then all went black, and Marshall woke up to find himself back in bed, his head swirling with questions. What was going on? How could he report this to the police? When the police are the problem, they are the police. Just how far does this go? Fanatic, he made a 3 a.m. telephone call to his father. Dad, help me, Marshall said. I'm trapped in some weird zone, some other dimension or something. I don't know what's going on. People are hurting me. I think my heart is going to blow up. I know exactly what you're talking about, his father said. I know all about it, but I can't talk about it and hung up. Marshall left on his own with more questions than answers. Well, now what do I do? Where can I go for help? As more memories return, Marshall says he realized that he wasn't in another dimension or on an astral plane someplace, but in fact, there was nothing at all spiritual about this experience. He realized that he was just a victim of real people messing with high technology. Marshall claims that he is often asked to explain how the consciousness transfer works, to which he answers that he doesn't know. He doesn't know how it works, although he imagines that there must be some way to block it. Once he tried setting up his alarm to go off in short intervals to wake him throughout the night, hoping to prevent the REM sleep. Eventually, however, Marshall found that he still felt deeply tired and went to sleep and still had the same experience. He has even tried to stay awake as long as possible, Marshall says. This only works for several days before the body just shuts down. In that case, he claims he's then stuck at the cloning center even longer while his body catches up on the lost hours of sleep. Marshall says that he has experimented by going to bed after taking alcohol or prescription medication, hoping that it will interfere with the consciousness transfer. Marshall reports, however, that he was still brought to the cloning center anyway, feeling drugged or drunk, even though, strangely enough, the clone never consumed any drugs or alcohol. Once Marshall even fashioned a hat out of tinfoil and wore it to sleep. He says he got hopeful, but after several days with no activation at the cloning center, however, later Marshall opened his eyes to find himself stuck there again, trapped in the clone zone with all those in attendance enjoying a big laugh at his disappointment. They told him that there is no way to block the transfer and that it was hopeless to even try. Some have asked Marshall, well, why can't you just move someplace far away? To which he explains that moving would be of no use, as there is no distance limit to prevent the consciousness transfer. He says that they have told him at the cloning center that they will find him wherever he goes. Marshall claims that he could even move to Antarctica and they'd still activate him here and bring him to the cloning center. Others have suggested that Marshall try prayer as a means to ask God for help. He says he tried praying many times as a kid stuck there, desperate to find a way out. They would just laugh and then hurt him more, asking, Where's your God now? Don, where's he at? Some say that Marshall is just dreaming and the experiences he describes are simply vivid dreams. Marshall replies that he experiences at the cloning center feel nothing like a dream. The details are as clear 
as real life experiences and time passes as slowly as time passes in real life. What's more, when you wake up, it's not like remembering a dream, he says, but more like remembering the events of the previous day. They're not dreams. I wish they were. Hard to believe? Can anyone have years of experiences stored within the brain with virtually no memory of them? Two recently published scientific studies show that memories can indeed be blocked and even completely erased from conscious memory. Well, we've run out of time, but you need to spend some time at Donald Marshall, that's with two L's, revolution.com. Just go to that site, scroll down, and start reading. Probably want to spend several evenings there. Donald Marshall Revolution.com. Marshall has two L's in it. Donald Marshall Revolution.com. And there is one more thing. Every summer, our mailbox, our donations just dry up. And I'd like to say it's different this summer, but it's not. So if you believe in Prophecy Club, if God has blessed you, if you can help us, now would be a really good time for you to do so. Terry Sock of Cornerstone Asset Metals is a prophecy student, reads his King James Bible, and wants to help Prophecy Club win souls, even if it means he loses money. So, the next time you need gold, silver, palladium, rhodium bars, or coins, contact cornerstoneassetmetals.com. They can help you roll over your IRA, 401k, so just tell cornerstoneassetmetals.com Prophecy Club sent you. As you know, I make many broadcasts referring to a list of dreams, visions, audible voices, I believe, are from God, given to Dimitri Dudeman, Michael Boldea, Leslie Johnson, Henry Groover, Shane Warren, Terry Bennett, Maurice Scalar, Augusto Perez, Doug Metzger, Bree Keaton, and more. Now, you can have your very own copy. It's called God's Warnings to America. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of five. One for 20, but don't do that. Five for 35 or 10 for 60 at prophecyclub.com. In my new book, Miss the Mark, I expose the nine deceptions the beast will use to deceive, if it were possible, even the very elect. Since Lucifer is only given three and a half years to rule the world, but given 6,000 years to prepare for it, is it possible he has set up a nine-point plan so well thought out, so cunning, will deceive all whose name is not written in the book of life? What would you do if you had to tell a person the most important thing in the world, but you knew they wouldn't believe you? What would you do? Would you tell them? I believe you would. But what is the most important thing in the world to tell a person? Well, after except Jesus, it is don't take the mark of the beast, because those taking the mark do not get soul death, but eternal torment in hell. But how do you tell them? Give them miss the mark. It is designed to be given to anyone, even if they've never heard of the Bible, Jesus, even if they're in another religion. It takes them from a blank page to making sure they will never take the mark. It's thin and easy to read. One for 20, but don't do that. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of 10. One for 20, 10 for 30, and 20 for 50 at prophecyclub.com. One for 20, but don't do that. 10 for 30, 20 for 50 give you extra. Most people agree that the book of Daniel is the most difficult book in the Bible to understand. Tribulation Secrets in Daniel explains the parts of Daniel that us tribulation saints are going to need to know. It exposes the plans of the Antichrist, how to spot the Antichrist, his physical appearance, the sound of his voice, how he rises to power and takes over the world. One for 20, but don't do that. We offer him in shrink wrap sets of 10. One for 20, 10 for 30, and 20 for 50 at 
prophecyclub.com. In 2017, God blessed me by helping me to memorize the book of Revelation. God showed me a secret door, which is based upon a single word found in Revelation and Leviticus, linking the feasts to the prophecies. When linked, a person enters into an understanding of Bible prophecy not previously known. Even though I've been in the world of Bible prophecy for 40 years, frankly, I did not know anything of what is in this book. One prophetic word described it this way. There is a lock that I have put over a word in the book of Revelation that I'm going to open to you. It will turn so many books written on the end time message into obsolete books. That's this book. Two amazing prophecy charts on the back flap, 12 inches by 9 inches. Imagine a book on prophecy that brings a fresh, new, accurate perspective. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of five. One for 20, but don't do that. Five for 35 or 10 for 60. That's one for 20, five for 35 or 10 for 60 at prophecyclub.com. If you're really looking for the truth about the rapture, I honestly believe you will find it in this book. The truth is the Holy Spirit knows the truth about the rapture. And one of the reasons that the people other than post-trib can't seem to find peace about this is because the Holy Spirit is trying to tell them that they don't have the truth. That is, until they find post-trib. But either way, this is going to help you to find the peace about the rapture. I really recommend you get it. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of 10. One for 20, 10 for 30, and 20 for 50 at prophecyclub.com. This is the best deal we've ever offered at the Prophecy Club. You get 10 How Pre-Trib 1, 10 Tribulation Secrets in Daniel, 10 Miss the Mark, 5 God's Warning to America, 5 Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, 40 books, gift of $100 at prophecyclub.com. Click like, share, subscribe, and send to a friend.